<laughs> era, era, two heels in a face. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Years in a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we have a very special guest. Um, we're going to be talking about AAW. That's right. Not AEW, AAW. Uh, those two names are similar, but uh, recently went to the uh, JLMT 2021. It's don't probably the T. Don't forget the T. Uh, Got to have the T at the end of that abbreviation. Um, it's probably Chris, it's probably an event that Chris and I get up for every year. It's one of our, probably our favorite uh, AAW events. Um, I was at night two of that, but Chris, let's first check in on how you doing, man. A uh, busy week of family stuff, I hear. Busy week, yeah. Uh, here with the family, kids are somewhat under the weather, getting through that. And I was actually under the weather last week, so I wasn't able to y- join you in your episode with uh, Escalera. So mm-hmm. bummer on that, but it was a great episode. If you haven't listened to it, I listened to it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, but I'm glad to be back. I'm here and glad to have. Uh, I guess that we sort of like had talked about like, hey, eventually at some point, you know, he has to join us or hopefully he would want to join us. Yeah, it's, it just took four years, but he's here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I'd like to welcome on Danny Daniels. to in the face. Danny, how you doing? Good, guys. How you doing? Thank you for having me on. Yeah, we're doing great. Thanks for thanks for coming. Thanks for being open to it. If, in case you don't know. Uh, you probably do know if you're a fan of AEW, Danny, Danny Daniels owns and runs the promotion. Used to wrestle, has wrestled uh, for this company, and now he's running now he's running the show along with our uh, friend, producer Trent Zuberry, who helped kind of set up this engagement today. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about the JLMT, the Windy City Classic, get you hyped for the Windy City Classic. Um, I want to touch on the history of the Windy City Classic. Ooh, yeah. There's this agenda full of full of facts that that I didn't even know. Your name is on here. I saw you in an I Quit match, I think, with Tyler Black. I don't know if we're going to win. I don't think we're going to go that deep, but that's on the agenda. It's somewhere. (laughs) I I got a little curious when I was looking into the the history of uh, the Windy City Classic. I got I got carried away and and, and just kind of started jotting a few notes here and there. But but we'll, we'll touch on a few things. Definitely. Um, Danny, first, one of the first things I noticed at the new, uh, was the new banners up there. Um, is that kind of like, I noticed there was like, cause you had the original banners. I was, I kind of always felt like that was your hall of fame. And now there's even some newer ones with some new people who are still kind of rest like current wrestlers. Is that kind of your hall of fame or your hall of champions up there? Uh, well, I, I give credit to all that to my, uh, partner, Mike Pekovic. He's, uh, he gets all the banners made. He updates all of them. <clears throat> as far as the talent goes up there, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know about Hall of Fame, just people that really contributed to our the promotion, our longevity, just mm-hmm. the success that we've had for uh, 15 years now or more, 15 years now. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a, Chris, there's a Phoenix banner. There's a Penta, yeah. Penta yeah, banner. I saw that. Well, I mean, th- those two guys right there, uh, those guys just really boomed business for us when yeah. they got let go. I mean, they told me specifically when 
they were under triple A contract and they hated being under triple A contract. They're like, we will leave if you can guarantee us a certain amount of dates. And I gave them 20 dates for the following year and they were great. And they really, they really kickstarted business for AAW in a major way. Uh, we went from filling the Berwyn Eagles club from 400 to drawing eight to 900 uh, quite a few times at Bourbon street, which was, you know, kudos to them. Kudos to uh, obviously others on the roster, but it right. was just a, it was a great they time were part of that part of that era. And I think you even did at one point, like three shows back to back at Logan square. I think around that time, uh, maybe, maybe uh, three days in a row. No, we've, We've only done two at the most. Okay. Okay. So very lucrative time. And it was surreal. I remember that era. That's an era of AAW. I'll never forget. I feel like you guys are in a new era now. And we'll talk about some of the new faces that have shown up. Yeah. I'll never forget that era, though, of AAW, um, where it was like, we. I went from watching Penta on Netflix, on Lucha Underground. And then like two months later, he's at the Bourbon Street. I was like, wait, I just watched these guys wrestle on Netflix. So that was just like a pretty yeah. surreal era for you. They were amazing. And yeah, that, that time was, it was very stressful because we had 15 to 20 fly-ins every show. Yeah. It, it was ridiculous. It was, <laughs> you know, a lot of cancellations, canceled flights, whatever it may be, but a lot of star power, a lot of mm-hmm. just guys that you look back then, or you'll watch Monday night raw or SmackDown or AEW and, literally so many of those guys have walked through our doors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember we would talk to the best season in the world uh, in the upstairs of the Berwyn Eagles club. We interviewed them. This was like a years ago, this interview, a couple years ago. Uh, and um, oh, this, that was a long time ago. We haven't been there. Well, when we went back, we weren't there for four years prior to that. Right. Okay. So this might've been, yeah, four years ago. Um, and they were like, they were like, we're looking at this show poster and they're like, we're the only people that aren't fly-ins like yeah. on the show, folks. but like they obviously have earned their spot. And then we're going to touch on the the besties heavily. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in the rest of this interview, but I just want to, that comment stick stuck out to me, um, which is cool. So uh, one of those people up on the banners, right. Is Mr. Silas young. Are you, are, are you glad to see him back? I, I felt like it was a breath of fresh air seeing him back. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I can't, downplay the importance that he that he was for AEW. In 2010, we lost Tyler Black. And Tyler Black, to those that don't know, is Seth Rollins. Right. Now, Seth Rollins and the old guys, Merrick Brave and Shane Hollister, those those were my students back in the day. I, I trained all of them. Mm-hmm. And that's what AEW was based on, a place for my students to get work. Well, Tyler was our main guy. And when he left in 2010, there was a huge void left uh, of a top guy. Uh, and Silas took that ball and ran with it. And he he did a great job. He was the backbone of the company for many years, many, many, many years. And again, he was another guy that's been gone for uh, four and a half years. So it was great to get him back. Yeah, it was refreshing just to hear. I love his prom. I just love his, his gimmick. It was just refreshing to hear, to be feeling like I was talked down to by a dad again. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll, I'll tell you what, man, he, he's fired up. He's fired up. He's felt like he just wasn't given the opportunities in the past couple of years to, 
really showcase what he's got and he's ready to go, man. And he had a hell of an opponent. Cause if you ever watch Fred Yehi, that guy is a damn machine and it takes a lot to keep up with him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of new, I want to uh, ask a question and I'll throw it over to Chris for one, a lot of yep. newer faces coming. So you guys have been, and for some time now, I think you guys have been rebuilt, uh, building new stars up. Um, you have to, especially yeah. after the COVID, COVID era. And mm-hmm. hey, honestly, after AEW came into play, we lost so many guys in the spring of 2019. Okay. And through the, at, and going through the fall, where a lot of the guys just stopped taking dates because they were under contract, rightfully so. They didn't want to get, they didn't want to get hurt. And it even happens to this day. Yeah. It's very hard to get these guys on your show because either they do get hurt or they don't want to get hurt. I don't blame them. But 2019, we really had a focus on building the next, the next group of headliners for AAW. And when COVID hits, Oh my God. It's just, it, it, we're still recovering from that. It, it's not back to normal, but again, we're, we're trying to rebuild it and it definitely is a rebuilding era, right? but it's exciting. Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of young guys that are ready to kick ass and just put it all on the line and we're watching them grow. Yeah, absolutely. So some of those guys, I feel like there are some guys in there that look, uh, they, they look like they could fit And Like when I think of like people who have been main eventers, there has been, I feel like there's been some bigger guys and like, and they, ha- they have a presence to them. I feel like guys like Shaft, Russ Jones, those guys feel like they could climb that ladder. Some of the newer guys you're trying to build, uh, was it, the answer could be one of those guys or who over that jail, uh, jail MT weekend, like what newcomers kind of impress you? I wouldn't say new, not newcomers, but newer comers, so to speak. Uh, you mean younger guys or guys that are new to AEW? Uh, I'd say both. Like, I mean, like both, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, H- Hammerstone, uh, he's going to be on a bunch of dates. Okay. Uh, so that was his debut. But uh, younger guys, Ren Jones is coming into his own. He's a hell of a character. Great <laughs> presence. Uh, Jossie hell, had, had a hell of a match with ACH. He yeah. really needed that match. He's a young kid that you're not going to get better by working guys that are at your level. You only get better working guys that are better than you that can teach you. And he really needed that match under his belt. Um, you know, and there's many young guys too. Like, even though Manders has been around for a little bit in AAW, he's still a young guy and he still needs that to have those solid matches to grow Ace Perry, another one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was Lee Moriarty's first time, but he did great. But again, he's an AEW talent that's going to be very hard to lock down for bookings moving right. forward. Right. Yeah, and then that's the risk that you run, right? Whenever you're kind of building up some some talent, uh, they can go. But you also like what's what's really cool that I've seen over the years is how not how quickly, but, and this is something we also touch with Trent, the backstory that you give the characters, the production value behind, you know, promoting these events and continuing those storylines is what allows you to kind of like, okay, well, somebody's gone. Let's, you know, we have somebody else in line. Uh, guys, that's, I mean, that's what wrestling is. Wrestling isn't just, uh, the indies have turned and we fell in that rut for a while, believe me, but we always tried to have a little story, but just going out there and throwing 
eight to nine matches out there randomly just bringing guys in and going, hey, here's a card of eight to nine matches. To me, that's not wrestling. That's that's not what that's not what hooked me as a kid. That's mm-hmm. not what kept me as a fan, as an adult. You know, you you want to watch, you know, you want to follow that story. You want to see where that character goes, his ups and downs, who's going to get in his way. Can he can he get that title? Can he beat his adversary? I mean, that's what wrestling is all about. It's about telling that story, hearing that promos, watching them fight in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a movie, guys. It's a movie. It's I mean, look at your action movies. You can't just watch an action movie of two hours of just fucking, I'm sorry about my language, (laughs) you know, blowing things up. That gets boring after a while or like characters just in and out. You know, you want to follow that guy. You want to follow that girl wherever their story is going. You know, that's what wrestling's all about. That's what we try to do is be different through stories and promos and character buildup and when one guy leaves or girl leaves hopefully we have another one built up that can take their place Mm -hmm. uh yeah that's very well said i mean it's in our it's in our twitter twitter profile we embrace being different so i think that's a that's a good motto to to live by try new things um yeah along the lines of of being different one of the the different things that we saw this you know last uh run of shows that you guys had is that you had this show that felt like was a dedicated women's show like it was all pretty much all female talent except with a few matches yeah um it's something that i at least i don't think i've during my time as a fan with aaw something that i've seen uh what prompted this this uh change this trial i I don't know if it's something that we're going to keep seeing uh, you know, I would say it was half women and half, uh, half guy match, half men matches because we still had Fred Yehide defending his belt and we still had Russ Jones in a match and ran, mm-hmm. but yeah. w- we've tried to feature a lot of women on our shows lately. Uh, okay. we, we have the title. There's a lot of great, uh, female talents out there. And when we booked this men's tournament, I felt, well, we've done, we've done very well with our women's division. I I don't want to just, and that's part of what AEW is now, it's men and women. I don't want to just run a weekend, a showcase weekend and not feature our women's title or women, uh, women's rivalries, whatever they may be. Right. And I felt, you know, we got the afternoon, the ring's already set up, the building's paid for. Let's, let's, you know, let's showcase a couple of great talents on it. Yeah. Do you think that'll be a, uh, yeah, it felt like it, the card felt just like, felt like more of an emphasis on, on, on female talent, just in terms of the overall card. I think you could just, yeah. it, it, it like came up a couple more times. Do you think that'll be an emphasis moving forward in 2022? As far as all women shows? No, no, I would say all women, but probably, and I know you got two at least announced for the Windy City Classic. Do you think it'll be, They'll be it'll be just at, at a, a a more uh, emphasized like a couple more matches than than we would maybe have seen a couple of years ago. I, I I don't I don't know like whatever comes up it comes up if if the story's there. Yeah, uh, we built up you know Sky Blue and Christy James versus uh, yeah. the Ricos that was built up for like four months and we mm-hmm. knew we were going to get there. So if the story if the storyline or, or stories 
getting to that event or gearing towards that event. Yeah, sure. But I'm not going to just go, Hey, the show needs four women's matches. Okay. That's not, that's not how we book shows. It just happened to work that way. And I wanted to feature women that weekend as well. Okay. Um, and yeah, sky blue, definitely someone who uh, we're going to touch on once we get into the Windy city classic, uh, questions. Um, I want to, uh, it's, it was a, yeah, I think, 2014, I think, is when uh, Chris and I, Chris, I don't know, I might be speaking wrongfully of you. I got a little back, I started getting a little back into wrestling, really when Sting came back at Survivor, no Survivor Series. I'm a huge Sting, Mark. We won't yeah, get into hey. that. We, it, that's a rabbit that? hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and then I saw, I found you guys on Twitter, I think like 2015 March. That's when I was like, uh, and I've been watching pretty consistently ever since. Um yeah, and Matt uh, Matt Fitchett, I saw that was the first show I went to was Matt Fitchett versus Drew Gulak to kick off the show. Um, oh, that and, was the uh, yeah the anniversary show, right? Yes, it was a uh, Mick Foley was your like special uh, special uh, feature. And, yeah, uh, he was at the uh, he was at, at the, the local C2 Comic Con, or yeah, Wizard World, something like that. Yeah, and he co- he contacted us for he goes, hey, I'm in town, can you use us? And we're like, hell yeah, you know, and it was cheap. <laughs> We didn't have to fly him in. We didn't have to do anything. And he, he was great to work with. That's awesome. That was, that was Sammy Callahan versus Ricochet at the main yeah. event. Yeah. Yeah. Another, once again, another surreal moment. I was like, this guy, oh, this guy's Prince Puma. I just like got done watching <laughs> Lucha Underground. Um, yeah. So that opened up the world of the indies for me. And then honestly, like not too much later, Chris and I started doing this podcast. But um, so the, when I, so like seeing Matt Fitchett win the JLNT, uh this you know this past uh was october was like that that honestly like it hit my heart when that happened because that was I literally the first indie match i've ever watched was him in it and i love awesome. I, I love the besties and i love their 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 character and the way they how different they are the yin and yang and how they play off of each yeah. other so it, it yeah. was depressing that vega couldn't make the weekend very very i, I want to touch on him too um, but yeah, I mean, just, I guess uh, I could gush all day about Fitchett, but I want to, I want to ask you what it meant to you, uh, Fitchett winning and like seeing him grow and seeing him go from like singles to tag team titles now to, to getting a shot at the, at the big, the big gold belt. Like, what did that mean for you? Uh, it meant a lot because I was really high on Matt in 2012 and I was really low on Vega, to be honest. <laughs> and, <laughs> He knows that, and I always bust his balls. <laughs> uh, Davey was always trying to get on, but uh, I, I just Davey's Davey's always battled with his look. He would, you know, he would get just get in the mood and put some weight on. It it never his work was never bad. Mm-hmm. Just I I just think he was trying to be something he was not. And Matt, I always like. Wow, this guy's got raw, raw talent. Where Davey needed to work on his character more because Davey's turned into a, a phenomenal worker now. It yeah. just he needed to find who he was. And Matt, Matt had the tools, and we tried to push him as the singles early on. I just don't think he truly believed in himself. I don't think he had the confidence to be a singles guy at the time. He he needed Vega. He needed. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't ready. He Matt would have great matches if he was being carried. 
But when the ball was in Matt's court early on years ago, he wasn't able to have that great match. And to see him over the years just continue to grow, continue to grow. And I'll tell you, he now he is so underutilized because he should be under contract to a major organization. And believe me, I don't want him to go. Yeah. Matt is great. <laughs> believe me, Matt is great. And I mean, don't say those uh, words. But, and now that he's the, the, the JLMT winner, a lot buddy, of these people. Buddy, I'm used to it. You know, believe me when I tell you, but I I wish him the best because both those kids have been grinding for years, grinding for years. And, and they deserve an opportunity to make a living at pro wrestling because they're really talented guys. Both of them. I don't want to put Matt over Vega. It just, things have aligned for uh, Matt this year for us. Yeah. And and, and he's had, Breakout matchup too. Yeah, like the, the like you you just said it perfectly. Like the pairing of these two at that moment when they came together, um, yeah, as as a tag team, um, polar opposites, but it worked. Guy, but guys, who who does the who did the polar opposites when they work? And I think a reason why they haven't caught on elsewhere is when we presented them, we still kept Davy as that as that prick yeah you know that annoying that that annoying bad guy and he he just happens to be best friends with matt matt's (laughs) a good guy matt matt's fiery but matt's not a bad guy these guys still bet but has they're like they're like brothers brothers that always bicker and fight though they'll they can fight within each other but damn it don't beat up my brother you know what i mean yeah yeah. but but also what was what was key what was key and I don't know. I can't recall the story exactly how it went down, but at a gas station, the song played, <laughs> and I believe Davy had some exchange with you, and and basically they were able to run with that song. What the truly madly deep? Yes. Yeah, guys, because I I used that for two years when I first started out. When I first started wrestling, and when uh. you picked that song, I said absolutely. You know, because I knew exactly what it was. Because again, I used it and it got easy heat. Now uh-huh. at, at at the end, I I didn't think it fit who Matt was, but it, it it's it, I definitely think they need to move on from that and just be a different different style now. But uh, again, mm. the, the song the song at the time was perfect for them. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. At, at that moment, like that yeah. song, like added an extra layer to that dynamic. Absolutely. between them two um and that that being said um you know when because we I, I mean i'm thinking now about their run as how they started and then we included scarlet into the mix that was great um, yeah it was another, great. another layer so this this has a lot of layers right and yeah and you, vega was in love with scarlet and matt <laughs> couldn't understand it and, and big and she would run rough shot over Vega and it would piss Matt off. It was it was a great dynamic. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Right. While being champions also. So absolutely, yeah. Because that's all she cared about. Uh-huh. And he, you know, he he was the good guy fighting for the cause, and he was fighting to have that belt to make his girl proud, you know, or to keep the girl. Right. Uh, so I mean, for for many, many episodes, uh, Charlie and I would would say like you know this upcoming show this is when the besties are gonna break up 
this is mm-hmm. when they're going to go against each other. Something's going to happen in a match. Yeah, we've been predicting and, it for years. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, now they've they've gotten into their separate, you know, paths. Still no, like, you don't see, like, a, a you know, direct rivalry between them. They just went their separate ways. Yeah. Eventually, we, you know, as fans, I'm like, I want, I thought it could have been possible in this tournament. They would could go head been. to head. Could have been. It might have happened. You literally, this is like a storyline you could do that literally has four years of ammunition for you guys. You have four years of ammunition for the story. Are we going to see this soon? Like, I don't know. But you, you, do you think that, uh, do you don't, you don't think that Vegas is going to be pissed off that like the whole point of these guys breaking up now is a competition of who's going to get the belt first. Who's going to get, right. you know, heritage, heavyweight, whatever it may be. It's a, it's a competition where I don't need you. I could do better on my own. And you don't think Bacon's going to be pissed off and that his his buddy, his brother, got success while he was home that weekend? I think there's some jealousy yeah. stirring. Absolutely. It's, it's an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> if Fitchett if goes, uh, you know, can get the job done at Windy City Classic. But yeah. I, I, if, you, if that storyline, yeah, the hook is already in my mouth for that storyline. So we're just, put, we're just putting that out there. Um, I I just want to point out before we get into the Winnie City Classic questions that you used the song you used truly melody deeply, deeply for heat and it was I the did. most over song for a face if you want to call them a face team half face yeah. uh, well, I just that's so funny how it's so it was so used in different ways well and when I when I used it it was 98 99 2000 uh, remember like all my friends or guys my age at the time, they weren't listening to Truly Madly Deep. So <laughs> most when you go out there and I was wearing a pink boa and a pink outfit and the guys in the crowd would boo the hell out of me. I have no idea how it worked for them. Like how the hell they didn't get booed out of the building. Cause that, that song is terrible. I mean, it's just, it's fine. It's catchy. Believe me, you remember it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's nothing. It's nothing. I'm going to see that guy. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I want to see him win. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good. That's the evolution, I guess. Just yeah. crowds, are, crowds are different. Um, cool. So um, I'm going to do a little bit of a word vomit right now. But I, the AAW Windy City Classic uh, 2021, Friday, November 26th, um, 115 Bourbon Street. Doors open at 6 p.m. Bell at 7. And that's correct, right? I didn't. I didn't say anything. Uh, fight starts I? at fight starts at seven thirty. Our fight pay per view. Okay. Uh, we'll start. We'll start doing a live matches around uh, six forty five. Okay. Okay. Fight TV seven thirty. Yeah, it's it's all in that ballpark. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm just gonna run through quickly the matches announced and some other talent that's confirmed, and then we Got can it. get in, get into some questioning. Uh, so for you, the listener. Um, in case you, I mean, follow AEW and Twitter, obviously. Uh, AEW go to Pro. AWPro.com. Yes, yeah, sorry. AEW Pro on Twitter. AWPro.com. Um, or AAWrestling.com. I think both of those work. Yeah. Uh, every, everything everything on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook is AAW Pro. Uh, our website is a damn mess. But that's <laughs> AAWrestling.com. But that's. That's one thing we need to take care of, but everything else is hitting on all cylinders. 
There you go. Um, right. So in case you've missed all these photos, if you're not following yet, please go follow. Uh, singles match between Russ Jones and Larry D. The ladder match, a lot of people in the Storm Grayson, Gringo Loco, Jossie, Jake Lander, Davey Vega, we just talked about, Ren Jones, and Braden Lee. Shaft uh, is in it, too. Did you okay, Shaft. I did not. There's, there's eight of them. Uh, yeah, okay. there's eight of them. Okay. Jam-packed. And that and that's not for anything, right? That's just hey, let's throw a letter no, uh, and see what happens. No, no, no. I don't. I don't book that way. I don't no, that right. Way. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to. So the winner, the winner not... gets to pick whatever title match they want. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Thank yeah. you for confirming that. No worries. Is, is this the first ladder match in uh, at Bourbon Street? No, we've done it before. We haven't done it in uh, quite a long time. Okay. It's very it's very hard to get something hung up in the banners up there. And, or, I, and that was my next question. What what are yeah, they the reaching ceiling. for? Uh we'll probably have a clipboard with a contract. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's a contract for whatever title you want. Oh, there. okay. Wow. Okay. So I mean this is the stars are lining in my head. Davy Vega gets a contract for a title shot. Oh my god. Matt Fitchett. <laughs> am I <laughs> You hate this. You how much do you hate? Uh, how much are you like? Are you just like these idiots are just trying to fantasy book right now? Is that what's going no, through your head or not? Guys, that's what I've done for forty five years <laughs> or whatever. You know, since I since I can re- since I can remember, and let me show you something real quick. I just picked this up. Okay, if you're watching on YouTube, Survivor Series eighty seven. Wow, guys, I, I've always been nitpicking on why I wish they would have did that you know, this way or did that. I remember watching that event live and it's just, that's what wrestling is. That's why you get that. And again, by just watching matches, you don't get to fantasy book or I'm like, Oh, I want to see it go that way. That that's not what wrestling is. It's man. I hope that story goes that way. And I want to follow along. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We And we always say that too. When we get, when we get too smarty on this podcast, I promise you that we always say, even if it doesn't go your way, it try to enjoy the story over the story that they're telling you. Along I want to I want to emphasize that because we're not your your smarky smart cast. We can get a little bit just because we. I mean, just because we want to see a feud between the two guys we right. just talked about. But um, uh, Silas <laughs> Young versus Manders. Yeah, that's because uh, Mance Warner got hurt. It was supposed to be Mance Warner versus Silas, but he interfered in Manders' match. So yes, he it's, did. It's an Easy filling. Exactly. Um, a, Get well soon too, man. Yes. Oh, definitely. He, uh, boy, he's a, him and Danhausen broke their ankle like the same night or something weird like that. Yeah. Same show. Same show. Curse. Imagine if you were the promoter that night, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Danhausen always speaks of curses, and I feel like that's a very cursed thing to happen yeah. to two guys. Um, number one contenders match for the AEW Women's Championship Charlie Evans. Uh, Christy James, Lady Frost, and Sierra, which is really cool to see yep. Charlie Evans over here from Australia and getting booked. And she yeah. deserves it. Uh, Bourbon Street Fight, Ace Austin, and Bourbon Street Fight Tag Team Match. Ace Austin and Myron Reed versus Hakeem Zane and Karam. Uh, AEW Women's Championship Match, Allison K versus Sky Blue. I want to touch come back to this one in a second. And then there's other talent confirmed, Rich Swan, Josh Alexander, Alex Zane, and obviously your championship match, Matt Fisher versus Fred Yehi. We have more, too. Uh, we have uh, Ace Perry 
Hammerstone, uh, is Perry Hammers, Jake something, Dante Leon, uh, the Ricos. Uh, we have more talent. Okay, great. Um, we're not done. We're not uh, done announcing. Yeah, there's. Yeah, we're recording this on yes, uh, uh, ten days from now. So there's there's probably going to be some more announcements, and obviously we'll push it within yeah, those ten be, days. Uh, like tonight, we're going to announce a a four way between Alex Zane, Rich Swan. Josh Alexander and a mystery opponent. Ooh, oh, well, uh, there. I know there was just a, and I, I, we feel for those people. I know there was just a lot of people that were released from NXT. A whole lot of people released everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, NXT, so, WWE, uh, Ring of Honor, wherever. Everybody it's just. It feels like these past ninety days. There's a lot of new talent out there that yeah. are available. Definitely. And some have wrestled uh, for you guys already. So yeah, uh, you're familiar with them. Um, cool. Uh, did you know, Wendy, <laughs> Chris put this on the agenda. Windy City Fun Fact. This is the 16th Windy City Classic? Correct. Oh, you knew that. You you had that one? You're talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought we'd still maybe... What do you mean? I, I, I own the company. <laughs> actually, well, I, no. I, I wait a minute. Actually, no. I looked it up this morning. Oh, okay. did you? Okay. Yeah, just just to confirm. I don't want to look like an ass if I'm like, oh no, it's 15. <laughs> well, the breakdown is nine of them have been at the Bourbon Eagles Club. Five of them have been at Bourbon Street, and two of them have been at Logan Square Auditorium. Yeah. The and, first one was in 05. Yep. I didn't even I didn't even own the company at that point. I was booking for uh a, a the guy who owned it previous to me was Tony Scarpone, a local okay. wrestler out here that owned his own company as well. Right. But I was booking for him for about a half a year and uh I came up with the co- the name, the concept and everything like that. So I just kept that going. Great. And this is your if people of uh, if fans aren't familiar this is really your blow off wrestlemania and a year style paper like show right is that is that incorrect or correct to say correct yeah okay. the, all a lot of feuds uh lead up to this event again this year has been uh we're just coming back from yeah. covid obviously but uh we're doing our best but yeah that's always the intention is to get to the classic and let things blow off and start new programs there. Okay. Um, I want to, so uh, I know I, this is not his day uh, debut for you. I don't think, but I want to touch on storm Grayson and like his opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you see in him? And, and I know you think you've maybe brought him back a, a couple times. Uh, you can correct me on that. I'm wrong, but what, uh, why is storm Grayson in the mix? Uh, storm is a good kid, man. Uh, he, he comes, he, he helps out all the time. He's polite. He's eager to learn, eager to get better. Uh, I guys, I didn't know this, but he's been around since 2014. I had no idea. I'm like, I just heard your name like two years ago. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And he just, uh, he might've came around to help earlier, but, and he told me, he goes, that I took a lot of bad advice early on, but mm. uh, I mean, look at him. Uh, he's, he's young. He's good looking. He looks like a star. He's athletic. And again, he's always getting better and willing to learn. And uh, there's no doubt in my mind that that kid's going to, he's going to be under contract to somebody in the next couple of years. No doubt in my mind. 
That's that's an awesome compliment. Yeah, I think you could because we watch we watch uh, a, a lot of local promotions. We cover a lot of local promotions. I think you can make a case. I've been pushing this a little bit. I think you can make a case for him being in the running for like most improved this past year. I think so, guys. He just he, he needed the opportunity, you know, yeah. and and COVID is perfect for him. Uh, I know a different group that runs in the area, Freeland. Mm-hmm. They're not really flying anybody in anymore. It's mostly their students, and that gives a great opportunity for younger guys to have longer matches. And yeah, so it's perfect for him. And same thing with us. We can't afford uh, so many fly-ins, so we have open spots. And and we're also doing the Alive series on YouTube. Right. It was on Twitch. Now it's on YouTube. So we're giving a lot of younger talent opportunities to grow, to cut promos, to learn, to run little programs or rivalries just to get their name out there and, and just to help them along and little things like that have really helped him out just to get his name out and improve. Yeah. Another kid, another kid that just worked for us last month was Trevor outlaw, a uh, young kid. He's only oh. been around for a year or two, Yep. but he's got a ton of potential as well. You know, and uh, we've used Damian chambers a lot and real, we're really high on Damian chambers, a good kid or, Isaiah Moore and Jason Hotch and other kids like the Ricos, they got their start on the live. I saw them at a local galley show and they annoyed the hell out of me. I said, these guys are perfect. And and, and that's the trick. If they, if they can make you react in a way, either that I like them or I want to punch them in the face, they've triggered something. They've triggered emotion. And that's what you're looking for out of an athlete. And uh, alive and a lot of the local shows are just, they're giving a lot of new talent an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, speaking of wanting to punch uh, someone in the face, I would never do this to this man, but he is a guy who will elicit that emotion from you is uh, Hakeem Zane. I feel like he's been, yeah. I feel like he's been your rock in the, in that mid card. If you want to call heritage a mid card, you know, it can, it can feel, it can feel like your intercontinental title. Uh, that's, I mean, that's the goal of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, when things were getting a little shaky, like he's he was kind of the glue that brought everything back together, I, yeah. I think. He's yeah. a, another hungry guy, man. Uh, he was around for a, a very long time before he got his break. And even when he did get his break, it just he's typecast in a certain role that were that I don't think really features his strengths where we're, we don't typecast him in, in that role. Mm-hmm. We typecast him as an angry, bitter, talented professional wrestler. That's what we're going for. And his, uh, his muscle behind him is Carm, who's another young kid who's been around for two to three years and together they're, they're a hell of a package, man. It's the hustle and the muscle. Cause yep. you know, Hakeem has been, he's been hustling for years and I don't, we never wanted to call him. Uh, what's his impact name? Rahit Radu. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. we. I just I didn't see the appeal in that character. I really didn't. I think the business has evolved. Uh, d- don't get me wrong. That I, there's there's guys that are limited that need that character to get over. I, I firmly believe that when when somebody's when somebody's all character and limited in the ring. Perfect. Go ahead. Do that character. Right. But Hakeem Hakeem can go and he can cut a promo better than most. And he's filled with emotion, filled with anger and 
it comes through. And I just, I always saw that. And we gave them the opportunity to gave him the ball to, here you go, man, go piss people off. And he ran, he ran with it. He's amazing at it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, I, uh, yeah. So like, he's been, I feel like really very rock solid. I feel like also, uh, cause you, over this year, we talked about it and I feel like you guys have been building, like I said, building a roster, but he, a new core has emerged. Like these yeah, are the people. To. Yeah. These are the people we're going to put on our posters. Um, the women's side, Allison K, I feel like has been that rock, that core, that yeah. very, very consistent performer. Um, and then sky blue has been the new up and comer. Um, uh, what, do, what, what can we expect out of these two in their match? I feel like it's going to be a good one. Uh, hopefully the kick ass. <laughs> you know, it's a good one. Uh, I have faith in them. Um, uh, Again, Allison K has been around for a long time. She's she's legitimate. I call her like when I watch her, I'm like, she's a pro. She's a yeah. pro. Uh, I, I just watched her promo, one of her promos today. And if you cut a promo, guys, and you just bury your opponent and then you beat your opponent, who have you beat? Nobody. But she can cut a promo and and really build up her opponent and then going. Yeah, you're great, but I'm a lot better, and you don't compare to me. She's a pro. She can get the match over, get herself over, get the opponent over. Uh, that's what makes her stand out, and she's got a great presence. Um, mm-hmm. as, far, as far as Sky Blue, Sky's young. She's so young. Um, mm-hmm. I came across Sky last year because I was looking at a group's YouTube page, and Sky Blue's matches had 25 million views. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? I had no idea who she was. She didn't work any of the local shows. Nobody knew who she was. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to that promoter, and he goes, oh, no, she's bad news. Uh, so I ended up booking her for the COVID shows that we had, you know, 25 fans for. and Nobody knew who she was. And uh she took off right after that, man. And she's just been getting better every month. And look at her now. She's under contract. I, I knew it. I knew it a year ago. I'm like, she's too young, too pretty, too talented. She's not going to be around long. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for, uh, for her opportunity. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. Allison K like, that's a great way to describe her pro. She's just, uh, she's, pro, she's just solid. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Fred, uh, I wanted you to comment on Fred Yehi's title run. Like, what he's, what has he brought to AEW with his title run and with his performances? I like his promo. It's a little bit more soft spoken. He doesn't need to yell. Feels like he's got that anger. Like, what has he brought to AEW? Have you ever seen? Did you guys happen to watch Fred Yehi before AEW? I don't think I. No, I don't think I've seen Not him outside. Before. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. Um, Fred Yehi before AEW was just a crap. He was just a guy that can go out there and have good matches. Uh, AAW didn't do anything to uh, to help Fred be a better pro wrestler other than giving him an opportunity to be the main guy. And with that is also giving you an opportunity to really dive into your promos, dive into your character. Who are you? I didn't just talking to him. He had an idea of what, he wanted, we had an idea of what we wanted and we kind of, we let him, we came together on this character where it's, it's the savage way where he's again, yeah. he's a perfect gentleman outside of the ring. When he talks, when he does his promos, perfect gentleman, 
nice man, mild-mannered. But when he gets in the ring, something triggers him, and he's an animal. He's a savage. It's mm-hmm. perfect. It's like the uh, American Psycho. You know, it, that's exactly my thought of him. It's just he's mild-mannered until something triggers him, and then he's a beast. And he, he's, he's legitimate. Watch him wrestle. Watch yeah. the guys after they have the match with him. They come back and, guys, you can say whatever you want about what pro wrestling is. You can call it, you can call it entertainment. You can call it whatever. His opponents, after they get done wrestling Fred Yehi, uh, I bet everything in my pocket right now that they're like, that's, that is goddamn real. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yep. Fred brings it. I, I saw Gringo Loco and Paco and Silas Young come through that curtain and they were all like, holy shit. Fred is a machine. That's great. He does have an he's amazing legit- neck. He's legitimate. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. he's legitimate. Oh, wait, I heard you say a name. Where, where's Paco at, man? Paco is a fan favorite of ours. If you follow this yeah. podcast, you know that we, we, we would hashtag and push Paco. We would hashtag and push Paco. You guys gave him the belt for a month and you stripped it away. What the heck? Uh, well, guys, uh, why Paco's not on the shows currently right now is he has a job right now because of what co- how everything shaked out with COVID. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people had to get regular jobs to pay the bills and and it just it is what it is and right now he has a job that is very difficult for him to do uh shows that are far away or fridays or thursdays and he was able to do the what i i forgot but i let him know the date in advance and he was able to take the day off but it's very hard for him to take the day off that's great Paco, paco was a great underdog story everybody loves the underdog absolutely yeah He's a fan favorite of ours. I just had to throw that one in there because I heard you mention his name. That was, that was <laughs> no, I, I love them, guys. I love. I, I mean, he's been around forever. Yeah. Uh, I, I all the matches that we described. I honestly, I think have the ability to steal the show. And I don't know if you and, and you your your answer to this question might just be no comment. But do you have like a potential show stealer that you think uh, out of all the matches that we described? Uh, I, I think in different ways, I, I think in different ways, the emotion of the women's match and the heavyweight title match is going to be something special. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be different than the ladder match, which is going to be more of a spectacle, uh, watching, you know, big, big spots and, yep. you know, uh, or, uh, the three-way or four-way that w- Again, we're announcing tonight that's going to be amazing. But I, again, or, you know, watching Larry D and Russ Jones just maul each other. You know, I, I, I'm hoping that every match is different. And it has been a challenge to try to do that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm the biggest critic of my own shows. I, I truly am. Mm-hmm. And I tell, I tell my partners, my team, that we have to get better. We can always get better because sometimes matches, there'll be too many matches that are grappling too many matches that are, you know, high spot matches. You want to find, you want to have everything a little bit different. So uh, I'm hoping the main event with the emotion of Fitchett's, you know, trying to win the belt or sky blue, trying to win the belt. Um, I hope mm-hmm. that's good. Or or the bourbon street fight, which is always great. Or yeah. the women the women's four ways. 
if you've seen Christy James, I mean, she's nuts lately. She's been brawling all over the buildings. Uh, and the newcomers with Lady Frost and, you know, Charlie Evans. So I don't know. I, I'm hoping that everybody brings their A game. And, uh, and I want to be able to give everybody an opportunity to steal the show. So okay. no comment. <laughs> uh would you say so are the we uh really I, I guess you could say the gimmick of our podcast or like our tagline so to speak of this podcast is yeah. that is that wrestling is a buffet so is that kind of yeah. what you're going for like there's a little bit of ever there's something that mm. someone can sink their teeth into a little bit no or no? no okay I, that's not that's not how I, I i i would say wrestling is a concert wrestling is a roller coaster that okay. to me is what going to a show is. Uh, a roller coaster is up and down, hill, you know, hills and peaks. That's what you want. You don't want it. A buffet is just, you know, just shoveling it all in. And you know, <laughs> I, I don't want that. That's not what you get emotion. I, I could see where the buffet meaning you get a variety of everything. Variety. I see where you're going with okay. that. But I, to me, like I, my analogy is always a concert where. Okay. You know, it's you. You know a couple songs. You don't know other songs, but you're still going up and down in your emotions on, you know, uh, mm-hmm. on how you react to things. That's my analogy of it. Is either okay. a roller coaster or a concert. But I, I, I do see the buffet where you can get a little bit of everything. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. And and, I was, and then that. Yeah. At the end, you know, they, the the people, the, the band that you're seeing usually plays their top three hits and then there's an encore and it usually ends in a big crescendo. Here's, here's my thing with the buffet. Now, now, now I'm picking it apart at, <laughs> at a buffet. What do you normally end it with? Dessert. Dessert. But is that truly the main event? Is the main event dessert? No, the main mm-hmm. event is your steak, right? I guess. Yeah. I, I guess it's what's yeah, at the or, buffet line. That's a well, good point. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're going to like a concert, a perfect analogy would be, the final song of the concert at, with the encore is one of their main main songs. That's why I think concert is a better analogy. Not to knock yours off. But no. What I, if you're at a concert? Movie. What if you're at a concert and you go into the food tra- tent and there's a buffet there? Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Wrestling in general is a buffet. There's all these things, but ultimately the experience at a wrestling show um definitely takes you through a ride of emotions so i get that yeah definitely hey, guys i want to i want to talk about something real quick okay uh yes i the the new age is streaming but there's nothing beats the live experience of going to a show mm-hmm. you could sit on your couch I and agree. watch something and watch something but you know you're going to be looking at your phone you're going to be like oh I'm going to go to the bathroom. Oh, I need a sandwich. Oh, somebody's talking to me. But being there live and, and being a part of the energy of the crowd, there's nothing like a pro wrestling show uh, attending it live and just just the atmosphere, the emotion, the passion. It's, you can't beat it by ordering it on. Believe me, please, I want people to order it on Fight TV <laughs> or watch it on High Spots. But, man, if you can go to a live show in your area don't miss out because there's nothing like it It, it, it's a fantastic point i think all the all the venues you guys usually run at have their own uh like really good features and qualities about it but there i have i'm staring at a post right now uh homecoming march 17th 2017 uh 
uh, low key versus Sammy in the main. I think it was when he was wearing the suit low key. Yep. Um, and I just, I remember the, there were really in the, uh, the Burrow and Eagles club is my favorite venue. I know that's not really what the classic is at, but it has this charm I love it. to it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's got this charm. And when that place is like jam packed tight and you're around people you love and just like the, the buzz in that building. I remember before that show, it had one of my favorite matches was DJ Z versus Drew Galloway on it. One of my personal yeah. favorites. There's not a feeling that is, there might be feelings that are similar to it, but there's not a feeling exactly like that. So, and I know that's what you're right. going for. So I, I felt it and I, I agree it's, with your sentiment. It's magical. And when you see like really good performers or a really great storyline come together, there's nothing else like it. Exactly. Great. So Talking about those, just uh, you know, as we're coming coming close to the end here, um, I want you to. I don't know if it's a, it's a it's a hard spot for you here, Danny, but can you tell us at least like memorable, like top three memorable matches? I'm not even gonna say best matches, but that you can say like, holy shit, this was the Windy City Classic. Uh, in the Windy City Classic, uh, yeah. my my favorite uh, is obviously it, it hit home. It's- because two of my students was the barbed wire match between Merrick Brave and Tyler Black. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, two of my kids, we. That was at, 2006. At time, yes. Uh, it filled the Berwyn Eagles club. It filled it at that time to like 320, which was amazing at that time. When we got cooking, believe me, I was fitted, putting in more than 400 people in there every month. Uh But that was amazing to see my students main event, draw a great house. Yeah. Really a whole, a whole year of storylines built to that. And it really paid off. Um, Another one, which is probably my favorite event of all time would be the first time we went to Logan square, which was the windy city classic. Um, 2015, the debuts of Pentagon and Phoenix. That's yeah. the yellow poster you got back there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so the first music to come out through the curtain was uh, Tommaso Ciampa. And him and yes. Phoenix opened the show, and they tore the house down. And that place was rocking, and we had Pentagon believe, versus Like Ciampa Hero. broke his nose or something? Yeah. Ciampa broke his nose, and he had to catch a flight. <laughs> yeah, Because he had to be the opener, because he was going to the UK. So he had to catch a flight, like, midway through the show. And I remember his wife was there and his wife was concerned and, but he was on cloud nine. He loved it because he just wasn't getting a good opportunity at ring of honor at the time. And we gave him the ball to roll with. Uh, and that night was, um, it was again, Pentagon versus hero was amazing. amazing. We had um, Eddie Kingston won the belt that night and Sammy Callahan who just left WWE Five days prior, mm-hmm. he came back and mm-hmm. he was a surprise and the place went nuts. It was just, it was a great night. I mean, just a great night. That those those two stand out more than anything. Um, yeah. We had the Kevin Steen surprise title win in 2013, which was amazing. Uh, we had another one, which was uh, Sammy Callahan and Brody Lee in a cage. We built this up for seven months this was 2018 Mm -hmm. and wwe announced that they were in town they went head to head with us and they were at the united center we didn't beat them 
but they drew really bad. They drew like 3,200 and we drew 800 that night. And that was 20 minutes apart. And I remember texting a couple of friends and like, Oh shit, we almost beat you at the door, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And that was, that really made me proud that we could draw 800 against WWE that night. And and they only drew 3,200. Brody Lee wrestled with his jaw wired shut. Yeah. That was that match. He sure did. Yeah. Damn, lots of did did Chumba get on the plane and fly with a broken nose? Did he get any treatment anywhere? Uh, just in the locker room. Yeah. That's Damn, right. that's a no. That's a no, no nurse Nicole at that point. No, she wasn't. <laughs> uh, she might she might have been coming as a fan, but she wasn't yeah. nurse Nicole yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Man, a lot of a lot of great memories and more to come. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, Chris, you have any any other things before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I was just like kind of scrolling away from like this history log of like main events at the Windy City Classic, and I'm like, holy shit, Ray Phoenix Phoenix versus Jeff Cobb, 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's like yeah, like there's there's many great matches here, and I mean I'm I'm we looking had, forward- guys, we had mm-hmm. a lot like even right before COVID hit, we had it was supposed to be uh, Jacob Fatu versus uh, Josh Alexander for the belt. And I remember Jacob Fatu just he canceled on us last minute. And Mance Warner, he right. he won the belt and he wasn't even advertised for the main event. And he won the belt and all the fans came in the ring and it was amazing. Yeah, that's a really cool photo of all the fans yeah. at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We've had a lot of good and memories. It was a great run for him as well. It was a hell of a run. Yeah, hell of a run. Yeah. He just he connects with the people. He really does more than it's just I, I think a lot of people don't get that. They're just out there trying to have a good match where he really does connect with the people and he he makes them it's like I'm performing for you, I'm fighting for you, you know. You yeah. guys are my crowd, this is why I do it. And it just it, it comes across well. Absolutely. Well, right, Chris is an cool. official AEW historian now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he's been anointed uh but yeah november, like i said november 26th at uh at bourbon street yep. um and uh aaw pro on all socials um and anything else uh anything else you want to promote or you have the floor danny to say any final words uh just follow us you know hit our subscribe on youtube follow us on instagram and all aaw doesn't make it without the fans we need your support we don't have we don't have any million dollar money backers behind us you know uh there's a there's a lot of indie groups that say that hey this is independent but they got a lot of people financing them we don't have anybody financing us the only way we continue is by having fan support and we're going to give you everything everything and more to make you feel like you got your money's worth so please follow us please you know uh, buy a ticket, buy a pay-per-view, whatever you guys can do, just, you know, keep it going. You know, w- without the fan support, there is no AAW. I just wanted to thank them and, you know, follow us on AAW Pro. Again, November 26, 115 Bourbon Street in Marinette Park, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And as Danny said, if yeah, nothing beats that experience of a live show. Nothing. Like, you definitely get your money's worth. I mean, 100%. Um, but, you know, if things come up, Fight TV is always there. That's your way of supporting, right? Like you get to watch Absolutely. it. Yeah, you know, yeah. pause, go get your sandwich, come back, hit play, yeah. and enjoy the show. I mean, it's I'm looking forward to it. Charlie, 
I mean, I don't want to put you in the spot, but what you doing that day? Are you going to go? <laughs> well, I got to check. I got to check my calendar. I'm pretty sure I'm oh, free. That's... So, what are you talking about? <laughs> I gotta check my calendar. It's a week away. <laughs> well, I, I got to, I got to, tr- I'll be, I'll be coming back from a trip. So I'll be, no, I'm joking. I got to. You, you, you're act, you act like you're, uh, somebody asked you on a date or something. Oh, I got to wash my hair <laughs> or something. <laughs> I got to check my calendar uh i'm 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 fairly confident i'm free if if i can't make it for sure i'll see you i promise you guys you you won't be disappointed i promise you guys i'm sure of that so yeah modelos on me charlie let's make it happen all right uh chris where you can find the rest of our episodes yes uh well social handles first of all uh two heels in a face two heels in a face that's number two heels in a face twitter instagram facebook uh, you can find us, uh, well, find all our episodes everywhere pad- podcasts are available, but you can also visit our site, twoheelsandaface.com. And outside of that, just make sure, you know, you still hashtag push Paco. Yeah, let's bring that back. Hashtag push Paco and let's, uh, let's, get, let's hey, get the movement guys, going again. Guys, call his employer. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, Danny, thanks for joining us. We appreciate the time, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. All right, later, boys.